0: Hello and welcome into this week's Dublin to Denver on the Mile High Report podcast network. I'm Colum Cronin and I am joined, uh, as always, by my wonderful colleague Stuart Roach. Stuart, how are you doing, sir? I'm pretty good, Colum. I'm pretty good. I'm, uh, I'm,
1: I'm, Perrick is the word, I think. (laughs) Can a person be Perrick? I'm not even sure anymore. This is, this, this, this season has us musing on word definitions and feelings and but if if i if a person can be pyrrhic that's how i am um so yeah that's it yeah that was that was a that was a peculiar evening call wasn't it it was that uh, it looks like at one stage we were going to follow an, a, a deeply worrying pattern of that would have been our 10th game in a row that we wouldn't have lost while leading at half time. now as sean payton was very quick to point out it wasn't his team that it would have blown 10 in a row it was the General Brockman's historically, um, you know, and, and, you know, he didn't deliver it in the form of a petulant child out of a Roald Dahl novel, but it sort of came across as that. Um, so it did look for, for long periods of time, like we were going to, to suffer yet another one of, of like a carbon copy defeat of, of pretty much everyone we've had already this season. Um, and then at the end, I think Jordan Lowe panicked, um. And I do think, column as well, that the, the Green Bay Packers are now looking into the same sort of abyss that the Broncos have looked into after John Elway and after Peyton Manning. Um, they've been lucky. They've had an historic run that I think has only really been rivaled by the 49ers that went from John Montana to Steve Young. Um, they've been lucky in that, that they've had Hall of Fame quarterbacks for what the best parts of three decades. Um. Jordan Love is absolutely not going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback unless there's a massive turnaround in fortunes. Um, So yeah, you know, it was good to win. It was good not to lose another game in an identical fashion. Um, But where it leaves us, I'm not too sure, Colm. I'm sure we'll get into it. There are far more difficult games coming up on the horizon. That would have been one of those games, Colm, that I think both you and I would have penciled in as potential victories. Um, There aren't that many more of those to come.
0: Yeah, it's funny because uh, we, we haven't had the opportunity to discuss this and we weren't really even kind of um, communicating prior to, to today. Uh, for any of you listening, this is the, the time of the year when uh, Stuart is uh, a wonderful uh, horror writer. And if you haven't uh, checked out some of his stuff, you really should. Uh, so he tends to have shows going on at this time of the year. Um, but uh, Pyric or, or, or Firic, which, uh whichever way, uh, it's Cal actually um who was one of the mods on the uh Broncos Reddit uh sent that uh to me on Sunday as well. So that that is a, a theme clearly. Um but yeah I I mean I suppose I, I think in terms of the the Broncos like it's nice to get a win but like we didn't none of this looked like, cohesive, really. Like, Russell Wilson was fine, but he still, you know, threw for less than uh, 200 yards, and we were able to to run all over them, but the Packers, I mean, they had, how many, was it three players, if not four, go out during they, the game they, itself? They had three uh,
1: injured defensive starters going into the game column, and they lost another defensive starter in the first quarter. So, the fact that Russell was only able to throw for, you know, in and around 200 yards. I mean, I do think you're now getting, I think we've now sort of had some kind of Stockholm syndrome in regards to Russell Wilson, where game manager is now absolutely fine, Uh, which would be absolutely fine if he was being paid to play like a game manager. He is being paid to play uh, like, not Patrick Mahomes, but he's certainly getting paid to play like one of the top 10 quarterbacks. I mean, he, he is not that. He's not as, awful as he was last year, but you know, that would have been some achievement. So yeah, you're you're not talking about us, you know, putting up points against the eighty five Bears. Um, you know, you're talking about a a good defense that was really badly struck by injuries even during the game as well.
0: Yeah, and like I suppose to to me, look, good. We got we got the win. We also from Board the Broncos, we want the Broncos to to be successful. But when you compare, I mean, the the Colts, right, and the Colts lost, but ultimately, how much more exciting do the Colts look under Shane Steichen in his first seven games, even though they are three and four? And we heard for so long, oh, rookie head coaches to take you. Yeah, they're three and four. It will take time for Stigman to find it. But my goodness, they're more excited, infinitely more excited. They are on their backup QB, and they. I mean, they had Josh Downs was their top receiver. Okay, Michael Pittman Jr., Alex P- Alex Pierce. They're okay names. Pittman Jr., Alex Pierce. Like they are making magic happen up there, and the excuses that would be trotted out if the Broncos were playing with their backup QB and had the, you know, the receiving core that the the Colts do. It just felt completely like the number of people at uh, particularly at halftime who were, you know, just talking about how boring that the Broncos were. I can't say it got all that more uh, exciting in the second half, the commentators cursed. Fortunately for the Broncos, the cu- cursed the uh, Packers kicker uh, with all the talk about how he ah oh, he hasn't missed one uh, since he came into the the league. Um, and you know, to, to me, Stuart, I suppose the other thing in in relation to this is the Kareem Jackson and the four game suspension, which seems to have rallied. You know. Broncos fans, at least on social media, and plenty of Broncos um, players and former players coming out. But I don't think this was, and I think it was Jay Jay Feeney who said this, that this wasn't the result of that particular hit. This has been coming, and we've talked about this countless times, and I keep going back to the game against the Chargers in 2020, When he took out one of his own players on a very, very similar sort of play to what we saw on Sunday. Andy uh, injured, put a a Chargers player out of the game in that same game. And there have been any number of plays like that over the course of the past few years. I think if you took off the orange tinted glasses, if this was, uh, you know, think of Dirty Dan Sorensen. He was, he, he was horrible. Um, given we're on my live report network i won't swear but i could right because he put in some horrible hits on some of, some of our players and broncos country was rightly outraged at some of the things that that he did and yet um they're prepared to you know give Corrine Kar- jackson some of the stuff i've seen on social media is like going back like talking about players in you know 1998 1999 and 2000 like fortunately the game has moved on. Society has moved on. Things should have happened. There. Should Ray Lewis have been banned for his actions way back then? Sure. But I saw that mentioned that Ray Lewis didn't miss a single game. Yeah, and he should have. That shouldn't have been the case. And except, you know, and somebody else who kills somebody in a car crash got an 8 games Unfortunately, we now live in a time where Henry Ruggs is, you know, is out of the league and won't play again. So the world has moved on. The game has moved on. Is Kareem Jackson ever going to move on?
1: It doesn't appear to be the case, Colin. Um, You know, if anybody who listens to this regularly knows our feelings on Kareem Jackson, you know, it's not like we've suddenly are going to jump on a bandwagon in regards to, you know, the smirching. And Kareem Jackson has been a player of diminishing ability for some seasons now. And we have released him, I think, three years in a row. He's tested the market. The market has said, "No, no, you're fine, Kareem. We've brought him back at a much reduced rate." And this is this is ballyhooed every summer by Broncos fans as a massive masterstroke. It isn't. It's not a massive masterstroke to get Kareem Jackson back after releasing him. I, I this year in particular, I had no idea what the thinking behind that was because it felt like it was very much time to move on from Kareem Jackson. And it looks like he's now playing like a man who knows his his powers have diminished to the point where. He feels like he needs to make big hits in order to try to endear himself to the fans or to the team or whatever it is. This has been come and come. This is the, what? This is the second time he's been ejected, or is it the third? I can't remember. He's been fined. This is the fourth time he's been fined. This is week seven. He's been fined for four weeks of action. And as you pointed out, if that was Sorensen, we would be up in arms, rightly so. Kareem Jackson, they're saying he's not a dirty player. Maybe he isn't a dirty player. But he's a player whose ability now has waned to the point where maybe he didn't even intend that hit to be to be to be as dirty as it was. Um, and you are talking about bang bang players, and yes, it is very difficult. So we realized, you know, we do realize on this that, that it's not the same as the nineties. But like, what aboutery is the lowest form of an argument column? What about what about what about what about this guy? What about that guy? About, that doesn't matter. We're talking about Kareem Jacks, and you're right. If that was a player on another team that was doing this to our players. We would be up in arms. Um, so you know, in some ways, I think this is a blessing in disguise. I I, I was glad that it was PJ Locke who came up with the game-winning interception. I do think we need one of the younger safeties to put their hand up and 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 to demand that place in Jackson's absence. I do know, column, it, it kind of had the feel of a four-match or a four-game suspension. Had the had the feel of a on appeal, it will be reduced to two. Um, so I think we all should bear that in mind before we start planning pickets of Roger Goodell's house for this egregious action he's taken for player safety. Um, like Steve Atwater is my favorite Broncos defensive player of all time. I used to wa- love watching him play. Steve Atwater, you would imagine, was such a clever player. He would have adapted his game in this day and age and he would have understood that you can't play like that anymore. That's just the way it is. It's just like this is not news to anybody, Carl. Like I, that's the thing that I find baffling. It's like... If Kareem Jackson isn't a dirty player, if he's an intelligent player, and Kareem Jackson does come across as an intelligent person off the field, how has he not grasped this? This is the way the NFL is reft now. Um, so, you know, I, I, I find it kind of, I just find it a little bit of double standards the way that people are jumping to his defense and almost making some sort of, um, you know, not uh, a victim out of Kareem Jackson, but it's like, you know, like, that was a really dangerous hit, whether he meant it, whether, you know, and you can break something down into news of seconds. But at the end of the day, he didn't need to hit that player like that. He could have pulled out, and he didn't. So I think he deserved what he got, and I think he deserves the suspension. I suspect it'll be two games. Um, and I do hope that this is, to me, the, uh, I, I would find it, uh, the positive to come from this would be if Cream Jackson didn't get his place back, and if it was Lock or if it was one of the other safeties were the ones that were able to finally nail down that place. Um, that would, for me, be a positive outcome because I do think Kareem Jackson's time has passed, and I thought that before this suspension. Cream Jackson's time had passed probably a year and a half ago, Colm. Um So you know we can sing and dance and do all we want about it, but I, you know, I, to me, I, I just think you know as as you said. If he was on the opposition, if he was a Raider column and was doing this to our players, we would be appalled if he didn't get a suspension after that hit. And I think, you know, you have to hold your hands and go, it, it, it has to be, it can't be just one reel for us and one reel for now for everybody else. You know, so Green Jackson, I think he deserved what he got. I
0: think, yeah, again, I don't think it was based on that hit. Uh, you know, I, I think it, it with this being coming, I think the league ultimately decided uh, the cumulative action. I think also... Like again, I like I'm I'm like you, and it's funny, I saw Harrison Smith talk about this um great safety for the Vikings, and he talked about how himself and Kareem would have grown up like us in an era where you watch Steve Atwater, and we all remember the Atwater hit in the Super Bowl. But how he talked about how how difficult it is, but you have to realize that the game has changed. And yes, people can rail if they want about the game changing. Absolutely, that is fine. But reality is reality is reality, and the game has changed. And I am amazed, because you see Kareem Jackson on social media, and he is clearly a very smart person, but he he cannot seem to grasp that the game has moved on, and those big hits just aren't part of it anymore. And I can get it if fans decide that they're annoyed that they no longer are, but the way in which the game is ref now is the way in which the game is refed, And logging and wishing and hoping that it was the 90s again won't make it so. And you just have to accept that. And also, Colin, you have to ask yourself, you know, you
1: have have to be honest. Why is the game ref like this now? There's a reason for this. It wasn't because the NFL just decided, oh, no, we no longer want those head-to-head hits anymore. There's a very, very important reason why the game has changed. Player safety. That's the sole reason, Colin. It's there's nothing else to it. And I mean, like, like have, have people forgotten CTE? Have people, you know, this is where this comes from. This is the way the game has changed. It's for that reason. So I, I just, you know, it's similar to rugby, Colin. Again, you know, a game I play and I enjoy playing. You know, the game is infinitely better now. It's and it, I think it's safer because they've become aware of, of of concussions in rugby the way they did slowly after they became aware of it in 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 the NFL as well. So, yeah, maybe sometimes there's an element of, like, most of the people who are making the most noise about the game being changed, Colin, are the ones who never played American football to any kind of high level anyway. Do you know what I mean? You know, yes, you're going to get the odd ex-pro talking about it, but, like, armchair fans, they never woke up, you know, after sort of missing a day because they were knocked unconscious because of a head-to-head hit. So, I think it's, look, you know... People can bleed and moan all they want, but I thought it was the right thing to do. And I think it's coming from a place of safety. And I i, I don't think, like, what do you do, Con? Do you allow that to happen? I mean, what's like, why? Because some people online feel that they're not getting the entertainment that they want. I mean, it's not the MMA, you know, it's not that. Um, and I think the game is better for it. I mean, I think they've gone too far in regards to protection of quarterbacks. I, I would fully agree with that. Um, you know the roughing the passes stuff some of it's ridiculous now but i, I think this as it i think this is a this is something they've instigated um and i think it's i think it is for the for the good of the game and, and more importantly it's for the good of player safety and I, I don't really see how people can have a problem with
0: that yeah i mean we're at a stage where from what i understand you have more than 350 former nfl players whose brains were donated or autopsied after their deaths um have been diagnosed with cte that's 350 that we know about i mean that is a startling um number uh, obviously and and that that as i said it's player safety that's why it no longer is uh the way that it used to be um we we face against the the Chiefs this this coming weekend, and part of I suppose my frustration, Stuart, or, or why the win doesn't feel in you know the same as I, I wish it did, was because the way in which the the Broncos struggled against the the Packers and the fact that the Chiefs looked like they were playing a different sport against the. Chargers, particularly in that first half, I mean, they were so so impressive offensively in that first half, and then incredibly impressive on defense in the second. Now they have lost Nick Bolton uh, for a couple of months, but they have a, a very good backup there. What what are your what are your hopes? Uh, what are your expectations with the Chiefs rolling into the the Mile High City on Sunday?
1: I thought the Chiefs left a lot of points uh, off the board against us, Colin Like they had some crazy trips to the red zone where they they did very unchief like things. Um, I think you saw them get that fixed against the Chargers. as you said in the first half. They looked they looked just brilliant. Um, and you know, in fairness, the Chargers hung in there as, as well as they could. I think I think the Chargers are a better team than we are right now, Col. I think. Um, but it to me it looked like the Chiefs were beginning to click. Um, and I think that's a worry because, you know, I think the Broncos did well to hold them to 18 points. But when you're looking at that game column, you're kind of going, that could very easily have been 31, 34 if the Chiefs' offense had played the way the Chiefs' offense normally plays. Um and the Chiefs' defence held us in check. Like Russell Wilson had an appalling game against the Chiefs, um, and we couldn't really get much done. Um, so I I I don't have a huge expectation for this game column I, I think we'll lose this game i think the chiefs will hold us at arm's length for most of it uh i don't think our offense is good enough to score very many points against uh, a very very um you know a vastly improving chiefs defense and i think that's this is where you'll begin to see the issues that we have with the offense we were good enough to score 19 points against a banged off packers defense column um, but what's going to happen, I think, against the Chiefs is the offense will not be able to do anything against it. So we'll have poor field position. The defense will be on the field for longer. And I think, you, you know, we still haven't, in fairness, but the only ones but we don't have any answer for Travis Kelsey, as well as our middle linebackers played against the Packers. Um, and Patrick Mahomes is, is a vastly superior quarterback to Jordan Love. So I don't think we're going to win this game. I think call for me, like... I, I don't know. Are we waiting to see if we lose this game because the buy for us is after this? Is this what happened, you know are we waiting for that to happen for us then to start shipping players out? Um because I think, you know, that has to happen. Um I don't think I hope that we haven't been fooled by a win over a very ordinary Packers team into thinking that this team was on the cusp of turning things around. Um I I there is literally no sign that that is the case that we're going to turn things around. So in that instance, I think we have to do like the Titans did and we have to start trading key pieces. So for me, that is Justin Simmons. That is Cortland Sutton, who played very well against the Packers. Although, you know, normally he would have been picked up by Jair Alexander. If Who knows if he would have had such an impactful game? I doubt it. Um, Jerry Judy. Like the one other thing called against the Packers, I thought Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton both played well. And I think that could potentially help trade value because... They hadn't really been doing much in the last couple of weeks before that. So I still think, Colin, that, you know, if we're serious about the season and if we're serious about the future, I think that this may be the last time that we see players like Bowles, like Simmons, like Courtland Sutton playing for the Broncos because I think, you know, the market will heat up now. It's not long. I think the trade deadline is what, in, in about a week's time, you would like to think there would be some movement Um in the NFL in general, but I do think this could be, as I said, the final up uh performance from some of the players uh in orange at the weekend. Maybe we'll go out with a win. I I would be very surprised. And I think this and the game against the Bills, who do have a habit of losing games stupidly that they really shouldn't, but not in Buffalo, and we have to travel to Buffalo. So I think we're looking at two losses, which would put us what, two and seven, called And then, you know, that's that's your lot.
0: Yeah, I mean it's absolutely possible that we beat the Chiefs we're coming off the back of a weekend right where the Vikings uh beat the the 49ers and the Bears beat the the Raiders and uh the the, the Falcons contrived in their own way to get a, a victory despite trying very hard um and the the as you pointed out the bills are lost to the patriots so i mean the patriots looked like completely at sea and that nothing was going their way and ultimately you know they managed to um get the the victory so i i i don't think it's beyond the realms of possibility it all depends um you know on any given day but it is very difficult to to see i mean you you you're I don't think people realize, like Russell Wilson against the Chiefs, he threw for for fewer than a hundred yards, and he like he he threw for fewer um, than two hundred, as he said at the weekend. Patrick Mahomes had more um, yards against the the Chargers. Um, then Russell Wilson has had in the past two, two games. Indeed, Patrick Mahomes had more yards in that single game against us than he did than Russell Wilson has had in that game and the Packers game. Um, and and that that you know ultimately is I think one of the the big issues is what are the Broncos good at at the the moment? Really, what are they good at? Try to take off the orange tinted glasses. Try to to look around the, the league and say, is this team realistically a contender? You know, um, I, how how many pieces are they they really missing? Because I, I think that that is the the piece, Stuart, where you know you have to recognise when you are a contender and then make the most of it, and then actually you know actively rebuild and make tough decisions. And that's probably where. Howie Roseman has been so brilliant with the Eagles. He is building a, a roster, then things fell apart with Carson Wentz. He was willing to eat the dead cap on that and just move on and rebuild. Um and yeah, there's a little bit of luck in terms of it worked out with, with Jalen Hurts. Um, but ultimately, um, you need you need a bit of luck, but you need to have the the players there. I mean, I can point to or look around the entirety of the league with Lamar Jackson and what Lamar did last weekend and what Lamar has done this season and go it is insane that the Ravens didn't get the Lamar contract done before that it took this long and it took this long to put weapons around them because when when you have that talent you should make the the most of it I just don't think the Broncos have that talent I don't think the receiving talent is there I don't think it's there at tight end I don't I think the the running back room is fine but I don't think it's setting the, the world alight um, and I, I think we have a couple of nice pieces on, on defense, um, but this is a team that gave up seventy points. I mean, that that's the we have to realize where we are. We and we need. There's also a, a you know an awful lot of um, money spent on the this team. The Broncos do not have a huge amount of cap room to, to play with. We need those young cheap players uh, to to come in. So. Yeah, when I when I looked at the NFL, like who who would have said realistically, you know, the um last week that the Patriots would beat the Bills. I mean, all the talk was about the Patriots moving off of Bill Belichick uh his last season and um you know, ultimately they they got it, they got it done. So, the Chiefs could have an off day, um but they Would need to have a real off day and the Bronco, everything has to go right. The bounce of the ball, it would be lovely to end the streak because it is embarrassingly bad at, at this point. Um, and uh, I suppose, uh, is there anything else for, for me, Stuart? The only other thing is, um, what's the story with Fra- Frank Clark because he bought his way out of Denver, but apparently, uh, he hasn't landed anywhere. Yeah, I thought he was looked Like he was heading back to the Chiefs, um, and then that
1: didn't materialize, so you'd, you'd wonder, um, to like to be fair to Randy Gregory, he has showed up in the games that he's played so far for the Niners. Um, I don't know, Calm. you'd like to think that somebody will pounce on him at some stage as they get closer to the uh, closer to the playoffs, but no, I mean, just to go back to what you said there, Colin. I mean, I think to me, the the, the one. Piece of the offense that I I think is beginning to click is is the running backs room. Um, I think certainly that was the closest we got to Javante of old on Sunday. Um, and I think McLaughlin is a very very nice piece, and P Ryan is a, a good complement catching balls out of the backfield. So, if you're looking at a one particular sort of part of the offense that I think is 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 doing well and showing signs of getting even better, uh, that would be it. Um. But there's nothing else on the offense. The wide receiver room is, is overrated, um, and I expect it to be broken up soon. Dulcich is on IOR. The, the tight ends that we have now are interchangeable. You, you know, they probably walk past in the street and you wouldn't recognize any of them. They're all fine, but you know, none of them are superstars. Um, and Russell Wilson is a game manager now, Um uh, that seems to be okay, apparently. Um, and as you say, there's some nice, decent, young pieces. Obviously, Pat Tan is, is, is the class. But then you've got guys like Benito and Browning and Cooper. and You know, they look like good, promising, young pass rushers. There's not much else. So I think, like, uh, just before we came out, Colin, we were talking. like The Titans made a very difficult decision to trade um, uh, Bayard, right? Um, just before the, we came on to the Eagles. So a very strong team already gets stronger. Like, the Titans have been in and around the AFC championship game for a few years, Colin, they were contenders. They, they were very unlucky against the chiefs a few years ago. Derek Harry had a monster game. They ran out of steam, but you have to look at that. And you have to see Mike Vrabel. And obviously whoever over the GM in, in in the Titans is they clearly looked at it because he, he is one of their defensive kingpins. They've obviously looked at them and went, it's over. We had our time. It didn't work out for us. We were unlucky in that we came to prominence at the same time that the chiefs did also the Bengals, um, but now it's the opportunity is there to try and get some some draft capital for some of these pieces, and they've made that difficult decision. So for me, Colin, like, the fact that we're even still talking about will the Broncos trade these players away is sort of borderline bizarre because, like, they have to start trading some of these people away. There's, there's just I, I I find it flabbergasting that this is even still a conversation. I find it bizarre that we still haven't traded anybody yet. I I you know, and I'm expecting a flurry in the NFL as I said. But I do hope that the Broncos and and the, the 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 people who are in the position to make these decisions, I hope that there has the, the there been an embracing of the situation as to where it is because, like if we aren't trading people, Colin, then what the hell are we doing? Like there are pieces on this team that would get you some kind of value, and um, and we have a we have we just don't have enough draft picks next year, Um so you know I th- I think that's something. Excuse me, that we have to keep an eye on. And as I said, I do think this really should be the final Broncos game for any number of these players at the weekend. And that's irrespective of if we end the streak or not. Even if we beat the Chiefs, Colin, these players still have to moved on because, you know, we're not winning many other games, even if we do beat the Chiefs, because that will be, as you said, because they have a terrible off day or Pat Mahomes pulls a hamstring in the warm-ups. It's not going to be a sign that there's any kind of sustained success coming because it's not there. This team needs to be broken up. As you say, it's boring. Um and I think we need an injection of fresh young blood because for me, looking at it for the rest of the season, Colin, we said it before, you're looking at guys like Benito, you're looking at guys like Browning, you're looking at guys like Mims, hopefully, you're looking at McLaughlin, you're looking at Javante getting back to form. Like the interest in this team are is the young players and their development. There's very little else to get excited about.
0: Yeah no absolutely but it definitely would two things would be nice i suppose the broncos to beat the chiefs but to recognize also uh that you know a full rebuild is necessary and to begin uh, that process that that's probably my ideal because uh you yeah, know you can only take uh, this uh team so far uh stuart I want to thank you for taking time to join me today If you enjoy the podcast, please do rate, review, subscribe, let a friend know about it. It makes a real difference. You can find Stuart on Twitter at PurpleHeartTC. I'm on there and across social media at Cologne from Cork. And we'll be back next week to dissect whatever did happen against the Chiefs. Go Broncos.
1: Go Broncos. But also, as the NBA's new season starts, go Nuggets. Repeat.